Welcome to the Comedy Here Often podcast. I'm your host, Kevy. This week on the show, I have battle rapper Copacetic. What I try to do is just own nothing of value, and then there's nothing to worry about. Very uh, Buddhist of you. Thank you. Dow, uh, yeah. attachment, no uh, yeah. suffering. I think that's fair to go through life just uh, being in constant defense of it really enjoying myself. No, no, no. I can't have this. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want to check your mic there? Microphone checker. Microphone check, check, check. Oh, I got you. Beautiful. I got you. Spectacular. What about you? Do you like owning things of value? Um, I do not like owning things of value. I have a long history of losing and ruining things of value. Like what, sir? Oh, like fucking everything. Um, like if you had an iPod in 2006, it's gone. You ran over it with a... Certainly did. With went, a... Went through a number of pagers. Pagers! <laughs> That's the coolest. Um, cell phone. Uh, I'm I'm surprised. Cell phone and wallet have lasted this long. Okay. Really, really impressed. See, what I like to do is my cell phone and wallet are the same items, so I can just lose right. all my shit at once. Brilliant. So I don't need to take the time to lose my phone, then my wallet, then my ID. That's like the eternal struggle, you know? Do I want to have everything compiled into one item mm-hmm. and risk losing everything? Yeah. Or have it split up mm-hmm. and also risk losing half of everything? Right. I'd rather just lose everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to go fully bankrupt. Just. And then, and then some. And then, and then what do you do, right? What do you report this to? You have to find a payphone. Oh. Where's the payphone? Where do you find those don't nowadays? Anymore, right? I feel like payphones now are just uh, a breeding pool for bad activities. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. When I was uh, a very bad drug dealer, it was payphones. Thank God there are payphones. You were a very bad drug dealer? I was the worst drug dealer. I feel like you'd dealer. be a great drug dealer. You know what, though? It's, it's the exact opposite. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> because my math is so bad, and I just want to be friends with everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, that's a bad that's, combination for somebody. That's not the makings of uh, a cold-blooded, right? drug-dealing, yeah. juvenile delinquent. You're going to pay me later? Okay. Okay. No problem. <laughs> okay. Okay, but only this this time. Right. Once it gets to seven times, then we have to. Like, right. Right. Six times six seems times reasonable. Like, right? uh, you you seem like a good person. Uh, I met you at a payphone. <laughs> we only talk at a payphone. That's where I'm going. Please, you know what's interesting is on this show, I like to ask people about their bad day jobs, but I feel like we just stumbled upon your worst day job, maybe, which was drug dealer. It was so bad. I, I owed people money. I And then I would sell drugs and then owe people more money somehow. <laughs> so it was like... How did that happen? I know, right? <laughs> and then the person who took over the business from me uh-huh. um, made a whole bunch of money in like no time flat. What? And and I was just I thought how did you yeah it's magic I don't know I want to know how they did it I just I just left I just left the illegal side of things well they probably killed way more people than you yeah you know I feel like you'd be a very friendly murderer really (laughs) yeah yeah you're a nice person like if you were gonna kill someone it would be like with prescription medication or something (laughs) just the friendliest way. What do you think the friendliest way to kill someone is? Friendliest way to kill somebody is like, um, is just like, just I'm just thinking, just hug them. A sea of yeah, puppies and kittens and just okay. I don't know, you know, I don't even know. I guess if they're in some, if they're in something that suffocates them, but it's something they like. Right, right, right. Yeah, drugs, happy drugs. Yeah, drugs that make you so happy that you die. Oh, been there. That sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds amazing. You're a pretty clean living person now. 
Uh, sure. I think so. Yeah. I, mean, I saw it because you and I had, had lunch and you had spinach. Oh, yeah. Way back when. Um, that things have changed. They have. Oh, wow. <laughs> Completely downhill since then. Just <laughs> off the wagon. Um, no, you're right. I was doing, I was doing crazy uh, health things um, to keep myself at you know, optimal operation levels. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was good yeah. for a period of time. Um, and, and now it's just like, I've just like toned it back from, oh, I eat this with this and I have these extra electrolytes in this. And then to, to just like, maybe I'm just going to just stay away from donuts. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a happy medium. That is. Compromise. Donuts are great though. Donuts are great. So what, when you were um, at payphones, mm. and you were giving people legal narcotics, was it dangerous feeling? Yeah, what a shitty feeling. What yeah. a shitty feeling, thinking that like that there are police after you and that there are people after you, and that you. What a uh, terrible feeling. Yeah, I just I regret every aspect of yeah being a part of that. Um, yeah, no, that wasn't fun at all. Yeah, I don't even like when people are mad at me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. much less an entire force of people in <laughs> similar uniforms with weapons and and you know the government behind them. It's oh. very intimidating. Do you still have a fear of authority figures? Now I am the authority. (laughs) (laughs) I would agree with that. Right? Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, No, that's cool. We're cool now. We're cool now, now that I'm on the right side of the law. Okay. It's chill. Yeah. You're like a superhero. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I have have an unnecessary fear of authority figures still. Uh, And I don't know what it is. It's funny because somebody was comparing celebrities to police officers because no one can act natural around them. And I feel like if I'm going to be going through the border or something, I don't know. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm actually a very law-abiding human being, Mm -hmm. you know? But you have rock in your heart and in your soul. And that inherently comes with a lot of... Yeah. Right? Yeah, but I feel like police officers are becoming more and more rock and roller. Maybe I'm just basing that on the fact that most of them have sleeves of tattoos now. Oh, yeah, there's that. It's like a gang, really. It's just like a gang. Blue gang. Yeah, the government-sanctioned... Yeah. Gang. yeah yeah so w- within your music do you go political it seems like a lot of your music that i am aware of is very emotional yeah um it's a an experience right it's so weird to think about songwriting now because i haven't done it in so long but, <laughs> but battles are songwriting but they are a different form it, songwriting was so much about expressing yourself and finding some common ground with your with your audience and really like um yeah finding that mm-hmm. uh, connection and with battling it's very much about um insulting that person's mother or girlfriend <laughs> and the two they're very similar yeah. but but also like subtle nuances um so yeah i love that still the go-to if you're gonna hurt someone's feelings is ripping on their mom your mom yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you got to be creative with it god knows you got to step it up yeah I mean, we've had a, almost a decade now almost two decades of consistent mom jokes it's you true. really have to find new ground there i think i know the genesis of it becoming popular oh in mainstream culture and i think it's white men can't jump oh yeah hey because, what a classic you know i saw your mom kicking a can down the street i said what you doing she said moving, moving. that was like the first Amazing. time i feel like people were like oh wow that's hilarious ripping on this person's mother but also you're crossing a line 
how dare you? How dare you talk about somebody's potential yeah, yeah, yeah. concept of motherhood? How yeah. dare you? How uh, but dare I, you? I like, though, because that's the genesis of it, so they could have kept it simple. But Wesley Snipes tells the other guy his mom's an astronaut, which is such an esoteric, symbolic way of hurting someone's feelings. To the point that the other character didn't even know what he was talking about. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, me saying your mom's an astronaut is just saying you're all fucked up. Like, he had to explain it to him. So he started the, the innovation and then also found the end of the innovation within the same scene. Mm-mm-mm. That's why White Men Can't Jump is the best movie it's of all time. It's really an underrated classic. Yeah. Um, screenwriting just <laughs> through the roof. I agree. Man. Keanu Reeves wanted to be Woody Harrelson's character in that, but he couldn't play basketball very well. Uh-huh. And Woody Harrelson is a great basketball player, and he went to university for it. Holy crap, I didn't know that. And Wesley Sipes didn't know, really know how to play. Huh. And he's really good in it, so he's just natural. Amazing. Yeah. And then Keanu Reeves in that role, this is what screwed everything up. So, yeah. you know, things worked out the way things, they did. Things went okay for Keanu. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's doing okay, I think. Yeah. I don't know. When you are preparing for a battle, do you do Nardwar-style research on your victim and talk to people around them, and then, or do you mostly go appearance based, and of course make fun of their mom? Yeah, right. I mean, really, first thing is friend request to the mom. That's the <laughs> um, that's the number one. Uh, just get on Facebook, start uh, yeah, doing some dirt. Yeah, um, you know, I think there's so many different approaches these days. It's very much like what we were talking about with songwriting. With mm-hmm. uh, as an artist, there you can do that, and I know people who do do that. Mm-hmm. Um, do do and then uh i had to uh I then there are people who would just you know take your name and flip it a bunch of times mm. or take your appearance and flip it mm-hmm. um it's it's so open and and there's some people who would just rap some yeah. people who just like this is a rap battle and i'm just gonna rap better than you okay which is like sometimes uh indirect or impersonal uh-huh. and that can work too that can yeah. work really well so i think there are a lot of different approaches these days and um and not just one thing will fit. I think it's cool because just from watching a lot of your your battles, Uh-oh. like you have what you're the best, <laughs> king of the dot. Um, when people see my battles, I, I always say, um, "Why?" And and uh, well, you know, thank you. And I'm you know, sorry. you're very good. Uh, well, um, you know, it's so interesting because it's always like a. You know, I'm very good compared to. It's always. Uh, what do you but call you it? travel parts of the world to go do I this do. thing. Yeah. And 99% of people who want to do that don't do it. Mm. And, and you're a big part of what's a very vibrant scene. Yeah. A yeah. successful scene. Yeah. It's growing. I'd agree. I'd agree. Even, even more successful since I stepped out of the ring and started, you know, yeah. behind the scenes. You're more behind more. the scenes now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you prefer that? Um, I don't. I mm. definitely prefer just being an artist and having people cater to my every whim. Right. Uh, than catering to every person's whim. Which yeah. is where I'm at now. Okay, um, but it's uh, it's very rewarding. It feels like instead of me pushing my career, I'm pushing everybody else's career. Yeah, and that is uh, a thousand times harder, but so much more rewarding. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Just told you you're a good person. Hey, <sighs> as soon as you stopped selling drugs at payphones, you decided it's time um, to be a good person. You know, <laughs> I. But I. It's a shame though that you're you're not hitting the stage so much it is and it's rough because like I, I i try to sell tickets and people are like oh are you rapping and i'm just like, oh, you know there's this kid who's really good and you got to see him or there's yeah. you know we're bringing these guys in from out of town and they're really great and really entertaining yeah and it's harder to sell um so you just gotta you just gotta push and hope that the next generation picks up 
where you left off. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't do it. You know, it. what I was going to say about your style, though, is because um, typically your battles, it's funny because you're so unassuming looking. And when I first saw you, I saw your group Illegitimate open for Cool Keith. And I, you stood out to me because you, you're so unassuming looking and then you're so good. And so I imagine when you're in battles, it's got to be kind of predictable what they're going to say. And then you can kind of be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And how about this? It's, yeah. It's very rare that uh, somebody will come with material that surprises me or yeah. impresses me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's kind of the magic too. You know, yeah. you, you spend however long preparing uh, this material for somebody yeah. and they're preparing it for you. You get to hear yeah. three rounds of material, which I love talking about me. So, yeah. you know, let's go. <laughs> if I could just have, you just stand in the ring oh, and have should, people insult me, I'd just, I'd. You should battle a mirror, right? But then I'd have to do work, so. No, we don't want that. I'd prefer that other people do the work. I feel like Dose One would do that. <laughs> Battle a mirror. There's people, oh, you should see uh, Michael White versus Michael White <laughs> is like my favorite battle, top five battle of all time. <laughs> and it's amazing. What happens? Michael White is uh, this amazing young man from uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. Shouts out uh, West Texas Battle League. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is... He's uh, very different, say okay. that, in that he, he's an eccentric. Uh, he, yeah, he's an eccentric. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's very much a, a spectacle. Okay. And uh, they put up a mirror, and he battles himself. Okay. And it's a one round of just, um, you know, just pure emotional um, vulnerability, and uh, he just expresses so beautifully his own problems and okay. his own dysfunction. Okay. And and it's really cringy and awkward and off-putting to people who maybe see it for the first time. But you know, on your fiftieth watch, yeah. it becomes like magic. Really? Yeah, it's really wow. beautiful. You know. So and he's aware that he's making the audience feel this way. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's kind of the magic of it. You know. He, is he aware? I don't know. That's isn't that interesting that hip hop culture has taken this turn to where it's like the most innovative artistic thing, especially battles now. Sure, yeah. It's like some of the some of the battles you've told me about, like where that guy got tattooed to look like Spawn. Amazing. What's wow. his name again? Daylight. Daylight. The goat. The greatest. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> and Cadillac Ron. Yeah. Like rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, uh, like it, injecting himself with water during a battle, and it people don't even know it. But it's like it's weird though, because hip hop, uh, important hip hop artists will still go to it, even though it's underground and yeah. pay respect to it. Sure. But I feel like mainstream media is like behind on sort of utilizing it, yeah. or I don't know yeah. what it is. I feel like it should be its own reality show. Totally, and there's a you know that's both good and bad, you wonder if, if mainstream media gets a hold of it, then we lose that element of, yeah. you know, oh, nobody's watching us. We can really just yeah, yeah. perform how we want to perform. Wait, can you tell the story about you told me your worst bombing where you made that, oh those God. puppets? <laughs> <laughs> that was my worst bombing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's let's say that was my worst bombing. <laughs> and uh, let's just go with that. Okay. Um but yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, I was matched up with Isaac Knox from Florida, and shouts out to Isaac Knox. He's a, a great freestyler and an OG from back in the day, um, young Disneyland. He uh, he's a great freestyler. I said that already. Yeah. Um, 
and he's really good he's really really good at freestyling but uh he came all the way up from florida to battle me it was a big look it was a big event and i i prepared two rounds of normal battle rap and the third round um i had uh i had purchased these two puppets a devil puppet and an angel puppet uh, to sit on my shoulder and then and have a discussion with me about you know the approaches in battle rap and whether or not there's a line that should be crossed or or whether there's no lines or or what the um what the core you know important beliefs uh how they how they mesh with your performance and and what you want to do as an artist and and uh i think that was probably a little more ambitious than uh, <laughs> Than what the audience was ready for. Okay. But, was it um, here or Florida? It was here. So it was here at the Red Room. And I think, I think honestly, I think it would have worked out if the smoke machine went off. <laughs> but I pressed the button for the smoke machine and pff, this. And I just, all the illusion, all the magic, it's gone, right? Suddenly there's two guys up on the stage and they got puppets in there. And we're talking to each other and, it, and one of them chokes on, he forgets his stuff. Oh, the and puppet. The, the puppet's choking, and I'm, oh, well, I can't do anything. This is your lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, it, the audience is confounded and angry. How, how dare you? What are, this is not what I paid for. Yeah. And I empathize with them <laughs> to this day. You were being innovative. Well, I think there's a line. There's a line in the sand. The boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe on my own time it would have been better if uh, if it hadn't been on such a big marquee card with so much money and they invested in flying him out and uh, so yeah, like they feel you didn't take it seriously, but to you, you really <laughs> seriously. <laughs> She's puppets on it. It was yeah. I love that. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's been fun. Uh, you know, after that, I was dubbed the puppet master, and um, <laughs> and it was a running meme for a long time. And really? I'm grateful for it. Honestly, it's my highest viewed battle, and it's the reason a lot of people know me. So it's on YouTube. Yes, but I <laughs> but you I don't, don't recommend. <laughs> I mean, it technically you can watch it for free, um, but um, it's better to just have it. You know explained and and just imagine it in your minds um but the puppet uh damien damien's the demon and angela damien and angela um damien's been doing vlogs you know he's been a part of the culture every once in a while he makes a little guest appearance in my last battle he came into the third round he showed up and he just killed this guy it was amazing really? so that was the return of damien and he oh. redeemed himself i think Good for him. Yeah, really. Really impressed with the guy. You Hopefully know. he wants to keep working with you. Well, yeah. He's got a, a drug abuse problem, and he's got a lot of things going on, so we're just going to give him the space he needs. But, uh, but yeah, um, just happy that he was able to have that redemption and then just maybe we'll just leave that Hopefully there. he's at peace now. Right? In hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm most at we, peace. Let's be honest. We have fun. We have fun. And, you know, like you're saying, it's it's a performance art. When you get rid of the, yeah. the structure of, oh, I need to insult this person for this, and you realize that you're just entertaining people. Yeah. You just you just have the stage. You have the floor to do whatever you want and entertain yeah. people. Then it opens up. And then you get people like Michael White, and you get the daylights, and you get mm-hmm. people who are uh, trying to create an emotional response you know if, I, I don't know if i mentioned this but it's like daylight was like david lynch to me okay it's like he understands the structure of how to do it mm-hmm. but it he cuts through all that that's not important what's important is what kind of emotional response are you getting from the audience right what buttons can you push mm-hmm. in a in a tactical way so um i really feel like that's the 
the, the crux of good battle rap is people who um, can can hit those emotional high points. Yeah. It's the same with music. Yeah. yeah. Do you listen to a lot of hip hop still or do you listen to mostly other styles of music? Uh, I love hip hop and I, I listen to it. Excuse me. I listen to it when I can. But um, when the police took my laptop, they took all of my music. They did? Those fuckers. Is this drug dealing related? And I, I can't speak to that. Um, oh. But, um, you know, I had all these uh, eclectic artists and all these albums that I compiled on CDs and found from mixtapes over the years. And when they took my laptop, it was just like, lawyers like, you're not going to get that back. You know, oh. you can try and get that back, but it's going to cost you more money and you might not get it back. Oh. So that sort of severed my connection to the music. And, uh, I had no idea you're such a bad boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me neither. Damn, <laughs> I was really in over my head there um, yeah. for a period of time. But um, but you know it's all good now. But that that uh, connection it never got reestablished. And I I would you know uh, listen to music. I would experience music vicariously through other people. Mm. Um, I I don't I don't listen to music as much anymore and uh, and it kills me. Mm. But you know, with the Spotify's and the playlists and the SoundClouds and stuff like that, I don't know how to keep up. I'm an old man. Mm. You know, maybe someday. Yeah, someday I'll get back into it. Well, maybe you got to just take it back and get a mini disc player, right? Yeah, get a get a Walkman. Get a get Walkman. Some tapes. No, cassettes are back. Cassettes are great. Cassettes Never are great. skipped on me. They're so cool looking too. Hmm. I remember the first time I saw like a green one. I was like, whoa, it was an Alice in Chains album. It was a green what? cassette. It's like, that's so cool. That's wild. It's wildly different. It's wildly what are they different. doing? They're bucking the norms, <laughs> these guys. I'm going to do a right turn right now. Have you ever had an experience with a ghost? And how do you feel about paranoia, paranormal activities? Not the movie. Uh, I have not had an experience with a ghost. Me either. Why not? What's wrong with me? I don't know. I think if I was a ghost, I'd haunt the shit out of you. Oh, that's nice of you to say. Of course. But I feel like um, I want it too bad, and that's why <laughs> ghosts just feel me desperate at this it. point. <laughs> like, like, ugh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would just make his day. It's <laughs> nuts. No. We don't want to. We don't want to just give it all away. Yeah, right. Look I mean, at him. He wants it so that's bad. The, that's the why aliens are so specific, you know? Choose yeah. the guys who are least... I think aliens abduct and probe only people no one would believe. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a great strategy. That's totally. brilliant. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so ghosts the same way. I feel like ghosts and aliens, I have the same same philosophy. Yeah. They're there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I believe it. Yeah. I'm down. I haven't seen anything, but I mean, I'm open to it. God knows. Are you? Oh yeah, man. There's there's tons of stuff that we don't know about. Yeah. And um, you know, just just I mean, the things that I understand about or have learned about, you know, DMT and mm. experiences beyond have this. Have DMT? I have not. Oh, I'm man. deathly afraid of it. Are you afraid you'll never come back? Yeah, right. People yeah. cross over and then they're like they have these experiences mm-hmm. and they tell me about them and mm-hmm. I say cool not for me you know it's so crazy a friend of mine who's a stand-up comedian actually he did it and he said that it it took about 10 minutes for the whole trip to happen and him to sober up right but it felt like a lifetime yeah um why would you do that i'm have i have this life i don't want (laughs) well that's what's crazy though it's a parallel life though like uh this comedian ari shafir was saying he did it and he thought he it took 30 years and in his other life that he was having on DMT, he had a family, a wife, but they lived underwater. And there was a city, and it had a name and stuff. And he lived this whole life, and then came back 10 minutes later and thought he lived another life. 
But my, a friend of my other friend who's a comedian ha- said he saw a red jester. And he's like, I saw a red jester. And then he looked it up, and that's a really common thing on DMT to see a red jester. Red jester. Yeah. Running the other universe game, the parallel universe game. I guess so. He's over there. I wouldn't even want to see that if I was sober. For real. This is very scary to me. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I wet my pants during E.T. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a scary movie type of guy. I'm not a, oh. it's not a red jester. I'm cool. <laughs> Spending 30 years underwater. I'm okay. I'm good. There's a lot there. You're like, this life is terrifying enough for real as it is. But I, I believe it, man. I don't think all these people are having, you know, there's similar dreams and stuff like that by, mm-hmm. by accident. I think yeah. there's I think there's definitely another layer, another level there. Well, isn't DMT the stuff that's released in your brain when you're dying? Yeah. Dimethyltryptamine? Yeah. Yeah, it's and like flatliners. We can, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is also very scary. Yeah. Very scary. Yeah. Um, we can release it, you know, endogenously. Endogenously. Uh-huh. Look at Right? With uh, breathing techniques, there's monks um, in Asia... Centuries ago. It like you made up that right? place. Asia. In Asia, <laughs> these monks, and they had these, you know, these have these heavy breathing techniques. And I mean, this is all legit. You can look this up, but um, it would uh, induce a state where you would have DMT released into your spinal column. Now I'm just making things up. Um, <laughs> and, and then they would have this connection to the universe that they didn't have before. And it's this like enlightenment where, you know, you understand how everything works and you understand how. Uh, the universe comes together and your place in it. And that's cool. I'm yeah. super about that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a spir- spiritual person? Uh, not not particularly. Like, mm-hmm. a, I, I'm down with God. You know, God, I heard somebody um, refer to God as everything that we don't know. Mm. And I thought, that's fucking great. Yeah. That's great. That's a great, because then I can just put a label on that. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't have to be, you know oh, I believe this set of beliefs or I subscribe to this these religious guidelines or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. just uh, the unknown yeah. for me. So yeah, I, I'm super about it. Um, but you know, not in my everyday life. Just yeah. sort of like an awareness, mm-hmm. we'll say. Hmm. You seem very zen and like you're able to just kind of go with things and be happy within the parameters of what you're experiencing. Man, it's so great, <laughs> right? Life is great. Yeah. Life is great. There's so much there's so much meaning in everything and so many cool people. And like, I just, I feel that every day I wake up and I go to work and I think, yes, you know, clean air. I'm able-bodied. I have friends. I have uh, something to do. I have a purpose. I feel really strongly about the work that I'm doing. And, and, and I love so many people so much. Mm -hmm. There's so many good people, you know, people who are just like, Oh, I fucking love that guy. Such a good person. Yeah. Such a cool guy. Yeah. And they're everywhere. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's just like, I grew up playing RPGs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like life is the ultimate RPG. Great graphics. Really good. Um, oh, the AI is, is quality. Like, the highest quality, really. Um, world building, everything is really intricate. Really in-depth. So, I play it like that. You know, I want to level up my skills. I want to have connections to all the players that I need to have connections to. I, wanna, mm-hmm. I just want to play the game right. Yeah. And uh, and I, I get happy with that. I think you are the secret of mana. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Mm. I'm like earthbound. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. I'm like Star Tropics or something. I don't know. Um, what games did you play growing up? Um, yeah. Uh, big Gamer? 
Yeah, too much. Too much, mm. in fact. I had to get rid of my TV. I had to get rid of my system. Had really? To, yeah, I really have to cut it down. I have six games on my phone right now, and that's way too many. <laughs> I had a little like breakdown last couple of weeks where I was like feeling kind of depressed, and I just downloaded a bunch of games, and that did not help really? at all. No, no. Sitting in an awkward position on the couch, looking at a screen for mm. hours, surprisingly, is not didn't really help. good. Oh, I know, right? It's weird. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. See, you went on this whole thing about how great life is and then i find out you're and then sad you get s- sucked into this thing well yeah. sure yeah we had a um i was just on a show uh recently get shorty it's a great show love the movie yeah, the movie amazing right yeah. so yeah. good so this tv show oh ray romano's in that yes. that's why he's been in town so much yes yeah and chris o'dowd and uh they they did a tv show and they brought it back because be cool was like the i sequel. didn't like be cool it wasn't good Mm-mm. and it didn't it missed the tone of mm-hmm. the first one mm-hmm. so this show they brought it back it's gangsters it's film it's together it's hilarity it's murder it's, it's a lot yeah. of good times um it was such a good time that when it ended it just wrapped yeah and i started hit a little uh, depression i was just like oh, oh like post tour depression post project yes. depression yes that's mm-hmm. exactly it so so that's where i was but i mean ordinarily i could just snap out of that yeah know, get some fresh air go for a run that sort of thing yeah yeah Man, you're so healthy. <laughs> it's so inspiring. It's so like you're making too. me want to go to a therapist. <laughs> ah, therapy's dope. <laughs> therapy's so dope. I wish I had time for therapy, right? Oh man. For real. I got all this trauma. Let's unpack it. <laughs> oh. I feel that. I went to this therapist like uh, a couple weeks ago and he was just like he was doing this weird thing where he was like like reading my past and like he would do this clicking thing. I'm like Okay, and then six to the four. Red. Whoa. Okay, so when you were four, you had like, uh, you were disappointed. Uh, your father was disappointed in you. And I'm like, yeah, but that was like four to now. Like, <laughs> you're not, like, yeah, for sure. That's, you can't really pinpoint a specific incident where he was disappointed in me. That's a yeah. more of a constant. Yeah. Um, but he was trying to like dig deep into the traumas that have happened in my life. And I thought, you know, a lot of people could really use this. Just not even having the clicky guy, but just doing it yourself, right? Yeah. Um, talking to somebody understanding the things that happened to us when we were young have such a lasting impact yeah right? if we can unpack that trauma then i think that does a lot better than a lot more for us than uh than you know just diet and exercise and those sort of things but those kind of um answers given to you by the clicky guy is yeah. a little easier to handle sure. maybe yeah He's probably, right? he sounds like a bebop jazz poet maybe <laughs> from the 60s <laughs> yeah right. like ned flanders dad thing he really wants to be a therapist but you know he's got to involve rhythm somehow yeah it's got to be a yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Um, so, you know, good for him. And, and I'm sure he's helping people. There's no, there's no yeah. problem on that. Ther- therapy is like the, the gym for the emotions. Let's go. Let's go. Write that down. I feel like you are an artist and you are not creating much art lately. Do you feel like that? <laughs> because you're such a great rapper and you have this musical sense to you. Also, I'm not slagging you. Not slagging you at all. Mm-mm-mm. Just when I hear you're you're producing shows and not doing them, it, like I I'm a fan of yours, so I want more. Yeah. Like the last music I listened to of yours that I knew to be the newest was the illegitimate record yeah. that came out I guess two years ago. Okay. Uh. Mm, wait. The illegitimate. Um, it was like you had a couple tracks. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Uh, yes. It, I, I yeah I uh, do you not do you not crave to do music I do you know what it is and I I'm sure you feel this there are so many pulls mm-hmm. I really want to write like yeah. screenplays whatever me too I really like 
drawing. I really mm -hmm. want to draw, and I really love battling. That's like yeah, that's that's never gonna go away. Um, but there comes a point in time where I have to manage my time and figure I out know. what I want to be mediocre at and what I want to be like semi oh, decent at. It's the battle and also making money. Oh yeah, in the mix of that too. That's a whole other beast for yeah. sure. Um, I want to do I want to do like everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. I do. And then I want to write a screenplay. I want to write a TV show. I and you know all yeah. those things inform each other. Like yeah. you know you would be good at it because you have the experience in the other mm. genres and the other avenues. So yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's just that. So musically, no, I haven't been creating art. I haven't really been creating. Um, I've been battling since stepping down from actually being in the ring. Um, for King of the Dot, mm -hmm. because I feel like there's a conflict of interest there. Yeah. If I'm booking cards and I'm battling, that's not going to work. Um, I've been oh, battling. Oh, I get it. Yeah, right? People be like, oh, he just gave himself the easy exactly. person. Exactly. <laughs> or the really big name. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's a common problem is you'll have battle rap promoters who will put themselves at the top of the card. Oh, uh, that's I mean, not cool. How can you properly run a show? Yeah, um, yeah. It seems really silly. Um, but yeah, um, I've been battling for Smoked Out. Shouts out to Smoked Out Battles, which is the development league for oh. Vancouver. And so it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot less um, prestige. Okay. Um, the, I'm giving a lot more opportunities to younger guys and guys who are coming up, um, as opposed to me getting the opportunities. Um, but that's been great, too. I really feel like with less pressure and less eyes on me, it, it's helped me really focus on uh, getting better at it. Yeah. And, and I feel like this is what I should have been doing from the beginning, you know, is mm. starting at the bottom and really, like, evaluating every aspect of my art and trying to make it better um and i get like maybe 100 views 200 views so it's kind of nice mm. don't tell anyone but <laughs> like <laughs> it's kind of nice not having anybody look at you and, yeah and, you know i don't know who's seen my last three battles yeah. but it's maybe combined like 700 views yeah and, and king um, of the dots like Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've got, you know, uh, tens of thousands of views on King of the Dot. I've got, like, 100,000 views on King of the Dot, um, which is, you know, it's the fucking silliest thing, right? Because you think, oh, man, 100,000 views. And then you go watch somebody cook Cajun chicken, and they're just, like, at 3 million. Like, how? <laughs> I spent years developing. Okay. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, there's, there's less pressure. And uh, so that's where my artistic focus is right now is, mm. is trying to be a better performer, trying to um, be a better writer. Um, yeah. But it, it, it results in, yeah, less music, less art, less other things. I read this quote I liked the other day. I'm on this Kobe Bryant kick because he is just so obsessed with self-improvement. And cool. he said, greatness is not a destination, it's a process. That's so good. That's it. Like, doesn't that make you want to go work on something like right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. And that's exactly it. That's what the, you know, the best do. Yeah. There's no there's no end goal. There's no yeah. finality to it. Yeah. And then and then there's no race really. You're not in competition with anyone else. It's just about you. Yeah. That's why I, I do the small the small leagues. Um, because it's not about my opponent or what my opponent's gonna do. It's about how is this performance better for my last than my last performance. Um, how important is being funny in a battle to you? It's great. It's a very useful tool. And not everyone can do it and you're good at it. Like, yeah. I think you should do stand-up. Hey. I've I'm serious. To, I have a little uh, notepad full of jokes and stuff oh, yeah? like that. But, I, you know, I need to compile it and make it a thing. I would love to do that. Yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun. Very freeing. <sighs> How do we combine our worlds? Right? How do we do battle rap with stand-up comedy together? They're doing it. 
Who's doing it? They're doing it in the UK. They're doing it in LA. They're do- people are doing it. They have these comedians come up and they just do roast battles. And it's amazing. Well, roast battle, for sure, that's a thing. Right? That's a thing. But I feel like what you like hip hop side of it like how do we do it so it's rappers who are battle rappers versus stand up comedians or something or yeah. teams yeah i don't know what you know what i mean there's yeah. something there yeah. they're so similar mm. but but unique cuz hip hop battle raps are not super accessible to people who aren't into the world like won't get references or won't get yeah that's a problem and sometimes it's crazy because i think your world battle raps battle rapping is like some it's so clever it can go over people's heads oh, sometimes yeah. sure like you must have experienced that where you're like this is gonna crush and then the audience is like thinking about it oh man all the time <laughs> all the time all of my lines literally <laughs> you'll see me in the battles and i'll just be like uh. <laughs> right. no no <laughs> come on yeah um that must be really satisfying when it hits though yeah no it's it's uh it is. It's something that's, it's the same thing, right? If the audience isn't laugh, laughing, that's not their fault. That's my fault. Um, and I think that's important too. You see the best will always take responsibility for not being able to move the crowd, for not being able to get a reaction that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just with most artists, you know? Yeah. If you're not making the connection, then what are you doing? But, <laughs> but yeah, having comedy is a, is a huge um, tool in the tool belt yeah. for when you're trying to build tension, when you're trying to relieve tension. There's, uh-huh. there's, um, there's a dance, which I, I haven't yet figured out. But um, I disagree. I think but you're it's, amazing at it. <laughs> but it's very, a very integral, integral part. So yeah. You just showed that you can pronounce that word two different ways. Hey. <laughs> All the listeners showing in up, <laughs> just showing off, right? Um, but not every battle rapper uses humor necessarily. Like you don't have to. No, no, for sure. A lot of the, a lot of it is just aggression. Um, the best do though. All the best in the world, they know how to, they know how to make that switch mm. so that the audience is on their side. It's Ooh. charisma. A lot of it's charisma. You know? Well, wait a second. I just remember that you did a battle as an old man one time. Oh, <laughs> that was great. I'm glad that worked. You know, some of the time you just have an idea and it's gonna work or it's not gonna work, and yeah. that one paid off. Yeah, I'm very grateful. Um, but yeah, old man cope, old man cope was like my finest hour in battle rap. So after you did the puppet thing the first Mm -hmm. time, were you worried that people were like, ah, this guy's just gimmicky. I was hoping. (laughs) Are you kidding? And and it it worked dramatically in my favor. When you think about it, every opponent after that, deathly afraid that I'm going to whip out some sort of gimmick. (laughs) I have these guys sweating before I've even entered the ring. Okay. Uh, I, I battled uh, Gingerbread Man like almost two years after that, two and a half years after that, and I, and I was throwing a, a hell themed event, and I'd forgotten that you know in arranging the show that I attached a devil's tail to my belt loop, and I had just forgotten because I was just running the show at the same time, which was a terrible mistake. Um, and when I got into the ring, he was just sweating. His face was white, and he's going like this and I'm thinking why is he I told him that I'm not going to do anything I literally <laughs> messaged him multiple times beforehand saying listen I want you to do well I'm going to give you a good battle I'm not going to do any gimmick shit yeah. and he was convinced that I was pulling his leg so um, that works all the time and consistently you got to throw in a puppet every once in a while absolutely right? just, just keep to, people on their toes yeah Trojan horse of sorts exactly I like the idea of a guy named Gingerbread Man being like 
you know what? You're too gimmicky. <laughs> he come, he's wearing like this sugar suit. <laughs> run, run as fast as you can. <laughs> you can't catch me. <laughs> what uh, what events do you have coming up? Uh, okay, cool. So this is part of the uh, explosion uh, mm. that I'm 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 praying for um, for Battle Rap in Vancouver. We're doing a show in UBC. Oh, amazing! On campus. Okay. Um, and it's part of a university series that I want to get rolling, where we get the kids involved. I mean, kids love this mm-hmm. from all walks of life, all sizes and shapes. Mm-hmm. And um, I know a number of battlers who said that if this was available to them when they were in university, they'd be in way sooner. So um, we're going to do a show at the Pit September 20th uh, on campus, and it's for charity, which is great. Um, and we don't have to sell tickets because it's like a Friday night at the bar closest to school. So kids are going to be there. Yeah. Um, and we're just, yeah, just hoping to throw a really good show. I got a bunch of good performers, guys who are going to, you know, captivate the room. Yeah. Um, some some good joke guys, some good uh, rap guys. And um, yeah, really excited about that one. That's great. Um, yeah. Okay. September 20th at the pit. That's the one. Okay. Uh, next weekend, or this weekend rather, we're doing a... The first show in Washington in a long time for King of the Dot. Wow. I want to expand the Northwest. I feel like we've been repping the Northwest for a while, and mm-hmm. it shouldn't just be Vancouver. It should be Vancouver and Alberta and Washington and maybe even Idaho. You know, I mean, they're <laughs> up there, right? You don't think, where's Idaho on the map? Oh, Northwest. Amazing. Wow. Let's bring them in. This is so right. educational. If people have talent, let's, you know, I know there are people out there. There are kids out there who watch KOTD their whole little kid existence, and, and they finally turn 19 and like, oh, I wish I had it in my hometown. And then boom, it's there. Here's an opportunity. Yeah. And they're great at it. And that happens. There's yeah. these savants who show up out of nowhere and you're like, <laughs> they put you to shame. These guys <laughs> are just so clever. So cool. Yeah, it's amazing. And that's the most rewarding thing. So scouting, development, uh, university shows, shows in Washington, um, and then hopefully comedy too. And, and we can just... Let's figure it out. One, right? We got to figure it, it out. I'm very excited. We can do something innovative, I think. For sure. It's entertaining. You know, it's like the what you're talking about, about the accessibility. I think there's definitely a barrier to entry there. Mm. Um, but there doesn't have to be. No, absolutely not. And I feel like our focus, especially with King of the Dot, you know, King of the Dot's competition is, uh, you know, the URL, <laughs> which is like the big league in the States. And that's impenetrable. Yeah. Like, I, I have been watching Battle Rap for forever and I don't get, you know, yeah. 80% of the materials. So, right. Um, King of the Dot is more accessible and has that uh, broader appeal. So if we can push that, you know, the comedy, the jokes, the yeah. um, the good rapping, the the aesthetics of it, we can push that uh, to a, to the audience that exists that just wants to be entertained. Yeah. I think there's a huge potential there. Absolutely. Massive. Okay. Rant over. It's a great rant. <laughs> People should know, though, because it, they're <laughs> they missing out on day. this amazing thing that's happening right in their mm. backyard, especially in this city. Sure. Yeah. And you know what, though? That's my fault. No. That's what it is. Got to take responsibility. Everything you do is great. <laughs> I love anybody. this. I love coming to see you, Kevin. <laughs> it's so much fun. You're such an artist. Everything you do is great. I <sighs> think so. Yeah. I'm a fan. Let's go. Okay, my friend. Thank you, Copacetic. Anything else you want to say? Thanks for having me out. Um, we're not going anywhere. It's true. We're going to be around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like this is just the beginning. Okay. So, excited. All right. Thanks, excited. man. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Comedy or Often podcast. I've been your host, Kevy. 
Thank you to Copacetic. Make sure to check out King of the Dot and him on all social media. And make sure to follow us on all our social media at Comedy Here Often. Thank you for listening. We'll check in with you next week. Bye.